Okay, this week is Parshas Kedoshim, and they want to start with the Haftarah. The Haftarah that we read this week starts, it's taken from Sefer Omlis. It says, Because you, B'nai Yisrael, are to me like Negroes, like, like black people. Now, now, what does it mean that the Roshim is comparing us to people who are black? The, the Mephorshim explained that just like a person that's black cannot change his identity, right? You're always going to stand out because you have a different color. So the same thing, Claudius will never be assimilated totally. They'll always stand out as a separate people. This brings to mind the Maisi, or the story with the, the two, the family that was living in the cold house. Uh, it was a Yiddish family, like uh, the turn of the century, they came to America, and that's when everybody was being, you know, many Yidden went and they started to work on Shabbos, and this guy decided, he's not going to be Mechal Shabbos. So sure enough, after a couple of firings, he couldn't pay his rent, and they're on the street. Then Mamish got thrown out of her apartment in the street in New York, and the super in the next building had Rahmanas. So he said, you can't live on the street, it's cold outside. You don't have an apartment, come into my basement, there's a cold room, you can, at least you'll have a roof over your head. But they lived in this room that was uh, the place where they stored all the coal, so you got covered with the coal dust. So these, these two kids are walking in the street, and there's a, a Jew walks by, and he sees two Schwarzes talking Yiddish. And he can't understand what's going on over here. So he goes over to them and says, Van Vesis had in Yiddish, right? And so they say, well, we were regular Yiddish uh, children. So he says, what are you black for? They say, because we live in a cold bin, right? So he says, take me inside. I want to talk to your mother, talk to your father. So he, he says to the mother, you can't live like this. And he gives her $500. He says, go find an apartment. $500 those days was like a year's worth of rent. And she, she says to him, are you shayim Shabbos? He says, no. But then I don't want your money. He says, you're living in a cold bin. You're not going to take the money. We're living here because we're mocked and being shayim Shabbos, and I'm not going to take money from a machal Shabbos. So he goes home to his wife. He says, Bella, did you hear that? I wanted to give them $500, and because they're showing me Shabbos, they wouldn't take my money, because I'm not, I'm not showing me Shabbos. She says to Max, you told me you're only going to be mvatel one Shabbos, and then you're going to start being showing me Shabbos. You better start now, or give me a get. So she mamish insists. He goes back to the apartment. He says, I was in the Kabul, I'm going to be showing me Shabbos. They took the money, and they moved into a regular apartment, and today they both have Hashem, 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 families, etc. So anyway, but... Uh, when when Haftar says Kibnei Kushi, he doesn't mean this story. He means that the, the people who are mounted black that don't change their skin, they stand out. Same thing, Klaus will always stand out. He says, Aloyes Yisrael Halesi Meretz Mitzrayim. I took the Yidden out of Mitzrayim. And you survived Mitzrayim and you remained a separate people. But the Plishtim that were taken over by the Kaftarim and Aram that was captured by Kir, they didn't uh, change, they, they, they just assimilated. 
They didn't remain as separate people. They just assimilated many of the Goyim who were captured, the ancient Greeks and Romans and Babylonians, whatever, they don't exist anymore. They all became part of the host country, and now they don't exist anymore. Only Klau Yisrael is Kibnei we stand out. We never assimilated. But I won't destroy Klau Yisrael. I will drag you through the nations. I'm going to shake cloud Yisrael. I'm going to shuttle you through the nations. I'm going to shake you like I shake a seed. Right? And only the Psoilus falls out. But cloud Yisrael as a nation will remain throughout all of the epics of Golos. There'll be Yidin that will die. They say, nah, nothing bad's going to happen to us, we'll do what we want. But Klal Yisrael as a nation will survive and will be separate, and Yidin will always remain a separate people. And then by Yayim Hu Okim, as Sukkot Stone, and my fellows from Gadarti, as Pritzayim, Vasiroisiv Okim, Ubinyasekimi Oyim. So ultimately, the, the message of Haftar is that we are a nation that's separate, and the Kodesh will take care of us and make sure that we don't become. A nation that's absorbed into any other nation, but will remain cloud Yisrael. What does that have to do with Parshas Kedoshim? So I think it has a lot to do with Parshas Kedoshim. What is Kedusha? I've said this in the past, and some of the Shiurim, but I'm going to say it again, and try to show it to the Parsha and then to the Haftarah. Rav Shamshin for Hirsch is Masber, the famous word, he says that to define Kedusha, he says, take several words in Lashon HaKodesh that when you look at them without a vav, let's say the word Sholem, Sholem means physically complete, right? Something that has all its physical components, right? You bought batteries and they were included, right? It's, everything is there, right? So you got, it's Sholem, right? What happens when you add a vav? You get Sholem. What is Sholem? Spiritual Shlemus. When everyone gets along, it's not just all the physical parts are here, but they're united. They're an homogenous group. That's shalom. Kaved means heavy in a physical sense. Something that weighs a lot is heavy. Kavoid is somebody that carries a lot of weight in a spiritual sense, right? Your mother may uh, only weigh 97 pounds, but she carries a lot of weight. But, you know, uh, so th- that's the difference between kaved and kavoid. So you have the word Kodesh. Kodesh is the physical component of Kodesh. What is Kodesh? Kodesh is a prostitute. Kodesh is a, is a Zoyna. And then, so what does that mean? You have physical Kodesh and spiritual Kodesh. The Yisraelit Vorim is like this. A Kodesh, a Kodesh, dedicates everything in her life to physical pleasure. So she takes uh, her, her potential, her beauty, her body, her femininity, her talents, her aspirations, her dreams, and it's all dedicated to physical pleasure. What's Kadosh? Taking everything in your physical world and dedicating it to Kedusha, dedicating it to the spiritual. So Kadesh is taking the, the taking everything and turning it into physicality, and Kedusha is taking physicality and turning it into spirituality. That's Yiddishkeit. That's why uh, you find that uh, perhaps by the Umay Sa'olam, 
they believe that um, to be celibate is the ultimate target. Right? By a yid, marriage is kedusha. It's kedusha. It's holiness. It's taking something very physical and making it something very spiritual. You take a glass of wine, you pick it up, and you make a bracha that's called kiddush. It's called saying you're taking the physical and making it holy. You're taking a day and you're making it kaddish. We take our lives and we make our lives kaddish. That's Yiddishkeit. So Mela, uh, this is the pshat that the, the Rebbeim Lamashal he took us out of Mitzrayim. Right? He starts off Why did he take us out of Mitzrayim? So Kalal Yisrael was in the midst of Golas. They were living as slaves. But there were three components. What is the idea? First, you say they believe to develop Kedusha's Tznius. Cover your body. Cover your nakedness. You're saying, I'm not a physical being. I'm not an animal. I'm a Tzalimali kid. So you cover the nakedness and you say, don't look at me inside my physicality. Look at me inside my Neshama. So the way they dress, they dress like you. They cover the nakedness in a way that a Yid does, not to call attention to the body, but to call attention to the Neshama. The way they, um, the, the, the way they spoke was Loshim HaKodesh. The, the Pneumius that they expressed by speaking, which brings out the inner person and expresses it in words, was Loshin HaKadosh. It was in a manner that created Kedusha. And by Shinu HaShemom, Sham Shavol says the word name, shame, comes from the word Shom. It defines your place in the world. They perceive their place in the world by their names as I'm here to be a Yid. That's who I am. I'm not going to change my identity. I'm a Yid. And what a Yid means is I'm Kodesh to Hashem. I dedicate everything to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So, Klal Yisrael remained that nation apart because we were Kedoshim. We were separated from the Umar Yisraelim by being the people who took our physical reality and dedicated to the spiritual uh, reality in life. But if they were able to accomplish those three things, how can we say at the same time that they were performing that level? That's, that's a, you know, I think you have to say that I can hear where a person can, in his, in, in the way he projects himself and defines himself, I, I define myself as a yid, but my yitzhara drags me away sometimes, and that's who I am. So, uh, that's like, um, it's, 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 it's in my chitzonius. So, this is Lumosul, you find that the women brought the Mari Satsoivis to Moshe Rabbeinu, and he didn't want to take them. He said, what do you bring? This is to the base of Mikdash, you're bringing me Mari Satsoivis. These are mirrors that you used to, for, for, for vanity, for, for, you know, and, and you used it to appeal to your husbands, to be attractive to them, and you want to use this in the base of Mikdash? The Kurdish Bible said, Adarab, use them, because this is the way they created Cloud Israel. And so they were used to make the the kiyor and the kandah. The kiyor is what is used for kiddush yadayim beraglayim. To lift up the tilos yadayim, you're lifting up your hands, you're elevating the most physical part of you to kiddusha, like kiddush yadayim beraglayim. It was a, a, a maise that uh, Pesach Chrome tells over in one of his books that at the end of the, the Holocaust, there was in one of the concentration camps 
there were there was a barracks filled with yidden who were with women at typhus, and many of them were dying, and they would the, the, the water was turned off. The Nazis had maybe abandoned. There was a little bit of water there in a little bit of a creek that was guarded by Ukrainians or whatever. And they couldn't get anything to drink, and many women were just dying from thirst and from typhus. And so um, there was one girl, her name was Esther Fleischman, and she asked if she could have a drop of water. So one of the girls went and got, uh, were able to get little drops of water from someplace, and they brought it to her, and they said, here, you know, take a drink. And she said, I, I'm not going to survive. I just want to wash my hands so I can say Yiddish word before I die. And she took the water, put it on her hand, and then she said Shema Yisrael, and she was the terrorist. Well, this is the, the, the Kedusha, the Yiddish person. Lift your hands up and to say, even I'm going to die, but I want the last part of my life to be dedicated to HaKadosh Baruch So this is who we are. And so this is what the Haftar is saying, that as Yidin, HaKadosh Baruch allowed us to remain apart because we're a nation apart. We, we, we take our physical reality and transform it into Kedusha. And that's how we become the Yam Hashem. And so at the end of the Haftarah, the Haftarah goes on and it says, In a yom in boim dum Hashem, v'nigash choyresh bakoitzer v'dorech hanovim moishech hazorah. What's going to happen is that the choyresh, the plower, will meet up with the harvester and the person pressing the grapes will find, will meet up with the person who is harvesting the grapes. Meaning, on a simple level, what it means is that there's going to be so much prosperity when Mashiach comes that you're still going to be, you're going to start plowing in the plowing season and there's still going to be such a robust harvest that the guy's still going to be harvesting while you're already plowing. The same thing, you're going to be pressing the grapes and he's already going to be harvesting the next crop. But in, in uh, Medrash Rabbah, in Parshas Vayigash, they have a different uptaich. And it says over here, He nayoim boim umashem, benigash choyresh. Choyresh is a Yehuda. In the Matnus Kuda, he says, Dixiv archiv afrayim yachroish Yehuda. Yehuda will be the choyresh. So that Yehuda is the choyresh. Vakoitzer, the choyresh will be the koitzer, ze yosef, shenema bine anachnu ma'almim alumim. We were bundling together the bundlings that we harvested. The doyre chanovim ze Yehuda kidorachti lo Yehuda keshes. The Moshe chazera ze Yosef ze Yosef shemosok zar shel ola ridlo mitzrayim. So we have we have Yosef is described as the harvester, the kaitzer, and Yehuda is the chayrish. Now, what is the pshat? What's the deeper meaning behind that? So, what is chayrish? The person that plows is softening the earth to make it ready to receive the seeds that are going to be planted. The person who's harvesting is separating the the fruit from the earth. That's what the, the harvester does. He says, there are two malachim. Where the Maral is Masber, that um, there's, there's two major uh, elements in the human body that are like Molochim over the rest of the body. There's the heart and there's the mind, the Moyach and the Leif. And each one is sort of like a king. Klal Yisro has really two Molochim, Yosef and, and Yehudah. 
you're going to have two Mashiach in Yetzir Shem, Mashiach in Yosef, Mashiach in Yehuda. Right? There were two kingdoms in Klaal Yisrael. At one point, there was the Malchus Yehuda and Malchus Ephraim, which was from Yosef. So there was always these two elements. Yehuda, or Gedal Yeshor is Mazbin, is the Chayresh, and this represents the heart. Says the, the, the role of the heart is the, the emotional part of the body, right? It creates feeling, it gives emotion. Yehuda's role was always to make the person worthy of recognizing that what he has comes from Hashem. Yehuda is always the one who is moide, the one who's not mavuyish, he admits to his guilt. He's the one who's able to, if you look in Sefer Tehillim, Dovid HaMelech is always the nitoilas from Aish, anisafilo. Dovid HaMelech is the libon shalkol Yisro. You open up a Sefer Tehillim and you want to say Tehillim, you could think Dovid HaMelech knew me and he wrote the capital for me. He, he had the capacity to pluck the heartstrings of every yid. That was his malchus, the malchus to be the libon shal Yisro. Yehuda had that role, to play that role of preparing Klau Yisro to soften our hearts, to be receptive to Kedusha. That's the Chayresh. Yosef is the Kaitzer, the one to separate from the Chumriyas. So it says in the Pasuk, Yosef is the Rosh. Yosef was the one who was challenged with the Nesioinus in the Trayim. And he, with the kunz of Yosef, was his mind was able to tell his body, this is wrong. This is, Yosef is the tzaddik. The one who would say, this is tzaddik. This is wrong. You don't do this. The mind is controlling the body. And so, body needs both of these. We need, on one hand, that the heart should be subservient to the mind. And the mind should control the heart. But it works both ways. In other words, some people... Their thinking and their, what they see and what they think is totally in what they, what their feelings are. If my mind emotionally, I'm thinking about something that my mind will see things that way. I'll perceive things the way my emotional desires are. At the same time, the mind has to dictate to the heart the way the heart should feel and it has to work together. So in goals and in, in throughout the years, there was a separation between the heart and the mind, between the Yosef and the Yehuda. In a yomim boim the um Hashem, the time will come when Yosef and Yehuda will get together, right? Like it says in another haftarah, we read that Boishim says to Yecheskel, take one eighth and write Yehuda, and one eighth write Ephraim, and they'll become like one. That's also a vision of the Yemaisa Mashiach. So here also, this idea that the person has to become a Kaddish, that the mind controls the body. And the mind doesn't allow the physical to control, but the, the, the mind legislates that the ruchniest, the, the, the mind has to be receptive to the koyich and the neshama that's in the mind. At the same time, the heart has to impact on the mind that the mind should be able to be focused on what the ritzoyness of the person are and the ritzoyness of the soul. It, it has to be a, 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 a relationship that they work in sync. And so how does a person do that? So Reb Chaim Friedlander says that the, the, the way to do it, at least according to the Bali Musa, is, as he says, it bases it on um, the Maisel, the Yohan Novi, after the episode of Hara Carmel. So he runs away because Izebel says she's going to kill him. And so he runs away, and Hashem tells him where to go. And so Hashem says to him, Save your man to Hashem. Go stand by the mountain. 
in Hashem Oiva Beruach Gedol of a Chosek Mephorei Korim. Suddenly there's a tremendous wind that's Mamesha, you know, breaking mountains. Meshaber Sloim, breaking rocks. Loi Beruach Hashem, and Hashem's not in the Ruach. Yacha Ruach Rash, and then there was a major noise. Loi Rash Hashem, Hashem is not in the noise. Yacha Rash Eish, then there's a fire. Loi Beish Hashem. Yacha Rash called the Mamadaka. Then there's a soft voice. He wrapped his head in his cloth. And then the sound of Hashem comes and he says, Eliyahu feels that, what are you doing here? And then Eliyahu has, has it out with Hashem. But the Yisoyed is that the Rebbeinu comes with a cold momadaka. But to be ready for that, you need the rash. You need that. He says a person has to first stimulate his heart. Right? You want to daven. You want to be receptive to what the mind wants to give you. You have to daven with a spineless. You learn with an energy. You learn Muslim with an excitement. When a person gets himself excited, the chitzonius on what layer the panemius, and then he's ready to hear. Then he's ready to let his mind legislate him the way the fears of. So there's a process. You have to start. With a, with a certain level of excitement, even if I don't feel it, but my chitzonius will get me pumped up. And then I can daven and let a Kodesh talk to me and let myself be receptive to the Dvar Hashem. And that's what the, he says. This is how the Balai Musr, the Mishol Salanta, said that the morning Musr is pilots to learn it with the Ruach, with the Gishmak, and then you, you build yourself up and eventually the, the, the words of Hashem penetrate into the person. So that's the, the end of the Haftar. So this is a person has to become a Kaddish. You let your body become elevated to become uh, a servant of HaKadosh Baruch I think that this idea of um, the merging of Yehuda together with uh, Yosef and Klal Yisrael uniting is very significant in Sfir Sa'imer. Sfir Sa'imer, it's an interesting Zach that we have a Velus because the Talmud of Rabbi Akiva died. The Talmudim died, whatever we understand of their Madrega, So we want to address the fact that there was a concern in the way they would chabad each other. So what do we have? We have a Sfir Sa'imer. This is the one time, Kemat, in all of the way we, 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 we noyate, that we have multiple ways we conduct ourselves with this Avelos. You have the Ashkenazic minute one is that you go into Lag Bo'emer. The Sephardim go to Lamedalad Bo'emer. Then you have those who start in Rishchidosh and they go until uh, Erish Ruiz. Those who start the first day Rishchidosh, those who start the second day Rishchidosh. Uh, you have four or five or six Minhagim and now people fear Zuch in an Avelos that we're all doing to be able to be machabed each other. And here, there's the most, the, the greatest diversity of how things can do things. So, so Rabbi Solomon says that fakert, it could be that was the cheshven of Chazal to allow so much diversity because they felt that sometimes we can do something and you totally forget why you're doing it. Right? You know, so we have a minute to have a Vegas because of the Tmin Rabbi Akiva who died because they wouldn't have with each other. We can go through this fever year after year and not even remember why we're doing this. But when you suddenly notice that there's so much diversity, you have to take note of the fact that there's so much difference and yet we're all doing the same thing. We're all uh, coming to the same point. We're all climbing the same mountain, 
We're just starting at different points. But the closer we get to the top, the closer we get to each other. And that's the, the message over here, that even though there's diversity, there has to be unity within the diversity. And so that's the, the goal also of eventually the time when Yosef and Yehuda will join together. And uh, when join together, we'll become more united and we'll become greater Kedoshim through the fact that the mind and the heart will become synonymous with each other, and that way we become transformed into more holier people. Sure. Uh, it's the struggle and balance.